it's so easy to buy stuff these days. I mean, I feel like it always has been for as long as I've been conscious in my life. But especially these days, I mean, it's so easy to add to cart. Delivery these days, like delivery, if it takes more than a week, people are like, whoa, like this is too, too long. You know, I feel like Amazon Prime really changed that. And just the general notion of consumerism is how like deeply embedded it is in our lives is crazy. (laughs) And I feel like I've also always been someone who has kind of given into that and idolizing consumerism just because like there are so many images these days of how like consumerism is seen as lavish, is seen as wealthy, is seen as like something that people need to be working towards. And, you know, like it's no secret, right? Like celebrities out there endorsing and sponsoring and being ambassadors for, you know, these luxury companies, everyone's using something um, that they are sharing on social media. And people are always asking like, oh my gosh, like, what is that product? Like, I want it. Like, it looks like it's really helped you or makes you look really good. And this is especially, like, in the makeup industry, I feel like. Um, But also, you know, like, all the other industries as well. And for me, I feel like with this big notion of mass consumerism, I've particularly fallen into the trap of a shopping addiction you know like and it's been a part of my life for a long long time I I wouldn't say like it's just been the last few years of my life that I'm like suddenly realizing this I think since I was little I'm not sure exactly what it was but Maybe it was a lack of self-esteem or my perfectionist tendency to make sure like I was perceived as, you know, the best or the prettiest in the scenario or whatever. And also at the same time, maybe like a sort of scarcity mindset, like, oh, I need to get all these things because I don't know if I'm going to have them later or all that kind of stuff. I feel like all of that kind of fed into shopping, like my need my feeling of needing to shop all the time and like buy stuff I think one had to do with like this you know huge consumerist mindset that is just deeply embedded in our society like all like most of what we do now on like a day off right is like go to the mall or like go to the flea market or do something where we're consuming something you know going to the movies like it, it's all about like consumption if we're not working, you know? And so that I think that's definitely a part of it. But then also like on an individual level, I feel like, you know, my lack of self-esteem in the past or like perfectionist tendency, scarcity mindset, that also drove a lot of my shopping addiction as well. And I feel like I'm at a place now where I can talk about it because I have been working on it. 
and really evaluating like how I want to kind of work on this without, you know, really admonishing myself and like being hard on myself because one, like everyone's relationship with money is different no matter what um, like financial background that you come from. Uh, like even within my family itself, like we have grown up in a similar environment um, with, you know, the same parents and similar financial background. But like, I feel like the, our, my, each of our, like my siblings relationship or even with my parents relationship with money is so different between each other. Like, I don't feel like I have the same relationship with money as like my younger sister does, you know, I feel like I operate on like a very like, um, I need to have it now or I need to, or like, I feel like I won't have the opportunity to find something like this again. And that's why like, maybe I spend my money in terms of my sister, they operate on more of like, uh, no, like I don't, I don't need anything. Like I'm just, I need to stick with what I have to the point where it can be like, <laughs> sometimes you do need to replace stuff because it's like literally worn down. Um, and like my, one of my best friends is like that too. Like they, she won't buy anything unless like it becomes absolutely necessary to the point where it's like, it's okay to kind of indulge yourself into shopping, you know, a little bit. Right. So I, I, everyone has a different relationship with money. And I feel like on an individual level, like the um, traits I was talking about earlier is what kind of feeds into my relationship with money and like my shopping addiction that I had. And I, I'm ready to talk about it now because I'm, I've been aware of it. I've been working on it. And I feel like it's an important conversation to have especially in this mass consumerism society that we're in because it's easy for us to I don't want to say like fall prey to this ideology but I mean I guess it kind of is because if we're not aware of it like it it does take up a large portion of our lives and like changes our mindset to be so consumerist you know you know, I feel like, uh, especially for younger people, it's easier to target, you know, their insecurities and, um, you know, pointing out like what they lack. It's so easy to do that. And I think that if you're not aware of it, it's so easy for us to fall into the trap of like, okay, well then I need to get this. I need to buy this. I need to do this in order to, you know, not lack in so many different things and I just I think this is why like we each individually need to talk about this and our relationship with money or else like it becomes unhealthy not just for us but like you know for the people around us and like you know if we have an unhealthy relationship it's not just about like maybe you spending too much money each month and like going over budget but like it's also you know talking about like it's it's more about like your relationship with yourself because why are you spending all this money on things that you may not need well it might be because of a b and c etc cetera, etc cetera. 
anyway yeah that's that's what i wanted to talk about this week because it's been on my mind obviously and it's important to talk about and i'm curious like what other people's relationship with money has been i feel like this was i think i first started being aware of this because i read the book the psychology of money i forget who it's by it's a very very popular book like i've i know many people who have read this book and like have advocated for it but that's like the first time i realized that like the way that i spend money the way that i perceive money's value is not just like uh what is it like a it's not just something or it's it's something that is unique to me and my circumstances and my environment and how I perceive myself and how I perceive the world. And it was the first time I realized that like I think I should evaluate like how I'm spending my money, you know, like why do I spend it on certain things more than the other and what are like why do i have some like set boundaries with money but in terms of other stuff i don't and it made me reflect on to like the beginning of my life and my family isn't wasn't struggling financially i would say by any means but i will say that we did go through a time where it was just there was a lot more financial pressure on us especially when I was younger before my siblings were born because my parents immigrated from Korea and they were in a lot of debt but you know they got jobs as doctors here and obviously like you guys know being a doctor does pay well <clears throat> but like there was a time where I I don't I wouldn't say I felt the financial pressure because my parents were good at like not letting that affect my life in a big way um but i understood that like there was a part of my life where we weren't living in the best um like house uh, like we were living in a very small apartment and i know that there's a part of my life where we got to maybe indulge in a bigger house and we could spend money on things that we couldn't before you know like all the kind of stuff there's like definitely a part one and part two of my life that i remember and i'm not sure what it is but like i think maybe from my childhood or something that like i needed to buy stuff i don't know i don't <laughs> um i was always someone that like when i went to the mall with my mom i would try and buy like everything that I wanted to like anything that just even slightly caught my eye you know like we go to Abercrombie and there's this one top that I'm like I see there I'm like okay yeah 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 I need to get that especially because my mom's here and uh, I'm going to try and convince her to get it for me and you know it was uh, my parents did I think kind of label me as some sort of like person who just really loved shopping and like really loved having things and I mean yes like it was true like I loved getting things getting new things and it was all about like you know that chase um 
was always about like the next best thing, you know? And anytime, like I said, like when I went to the mall, even if like I, I didn't need it, um, or if, even if like I slightly liked it, even if I slightly liked it, I was like, I should get that because, you know, my mom's here, she's going to pay for it. And like, I think it was like running on like maybe like the scarcity mindset. Like she's here. Like I have someone who can pay for this. So I'm going to ask if she can buy this for me. And when I was by myself, I was a little more like controlled in that sense. Like I wouldn't buy as much like expensive stuff, but like I would still buy stuff with the money that I had, you know, I would like explore the mall from inch by inch trying to make sure that I found whatever um, thing was the best thing that day and made sure I got a deal or just like went home knowing that like I had something that I could add new to my closet or vanity or whatever and feel like I did something good for myself you know like it's big emphasis on like self-care big emphasis on like I work so hard so I deserve this big emphasis on like I just want to have fun and I like this so I'm gonna buy it you know and that's pretty much like how it was and even though like I did this I still looked at other people who had stuff that maybe were more expensive, maybe were more brand name, maybe uh, just looked better. And I was like, oh, shoot, like I should also get that, you know, because I, I, I don't know, like, what did I say to myself? I was it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I need that right now. But it was like, uh, OK, they have that. It looks cool. I want to be cool. So I should also get that. You know, it was like that process there. And that was like it for a lot of my high school years. Like I didn't save money whatsoever for my jobs, my part time jobs. I would get my uh, monthly monthly salary or monthly payment from my part time jobs. And I would spend it on gas and I would spend it on food and I would spend it on clothes, makeup, like all of that biz okay especially makeup it was really bad because i was in high school you know like uh the 2016 beauty influencer industry on youtube was insane you know like people were coming out every week with like a haul video a try on video a review video and i ate that shit up like a crazy <laughs> Like a foundation review video would go up the next day. I would try and go to wherever and buy whatever that was, even if like one, I didn't need it Two, like the foundation wasn't that good, you know, but like I was like, no, I should try it because everyone's talking about it right now. And, you know, like a couple months later, I'm not using anymore because I don't like it or like it doesn't fit into my daily routine anyway. I don't even wear foundation every day. I don't even wear foundation like even if I'm going out to dinner, you know. But here I am buying foundation because I deemed it of value because other people said so, you know. And 
man, like the beauty YouTube industry was insane. I think it definitely fed into my shopping addiction and like just consumers habits, you know, and I don't know when it got to like a really bad point, but it was definitely in college. Um, so with the pandemic, there was uh, pandemic unemployment payments, right? And because of that, I got like a certain amount of money each week because I had a job pre-pandemic and then obviously it was a it was a waitress server job. So when that ended, um, I was able to get unemployment money. I still don't completely understand why I um, was accepted for that. I Don't ask me this, the specifics. I don't really, sh- I'm not really sure. But anyway, I got a set amount of money each week. And that was like the first time I'd ever seen such like large amounts of money in my account you know like but because before that was just all like part-time jobs and even then like I didn't really have time for like lots of hours of working so this was like the first time I saw like a lot of money in my bank account and I was like oh my god I can buy so much shit now (laughs) you know (laughs) and I think like during the pandemic is when it got really really bad even when like there was all this talk about sustainability and how we need to manage waste and like all that kind of stuff. And I was literally a global sustainability major. Like I knew the impacts of the fast fashion industry. I understood like what was going on and like what happened with all the waste (laughs) that each individual, you know, makes. Right. Like I understood this. I understood the grand impacts of this. And yet here I am buying so much stuff um from fast fashion websites and even not fast fashion websites or like especially i think like yes style which is the korean version of shein i feel like um like i remember i bought like a 200 dollar order from there you know and it's hard to get to 200 dollars on yes style which is why i'm saying this um And I'm not saying I'm proud of this. I'm not saying I'm wearing this as like a badge of honor. I'm just being honest about like how bad I feel like my shopping got because I just had like money to spend, you know, and I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't traveling with pandemic and I just felt like I was so bored with my life. And um, especially during the pandemic time, like TikTok popped off and you guys know how I feel about fucking social media. (laughs) I've talked about it so many times. Um, but it just like fueled my uh, like insecurities because there were so many people posting on there. Like TikTok became the new beauty YouTube industry as well. And like all a lot of the beauty influencers, influencers in general, like moved on to TikTok and started talking about like all the clothes they're getting, all the makeup they're getting, all this kind of stuff. And that just like fed into my shopping addiction even more because now I actually had money to like disposable income to buy shit. And don't get me wrong this is such a privileged place to be in my life like to just have disposable income to buy stuff like oh boohoo me but like I completely acknowledge that and I also completely acknowledge how like it was just deteriorating my mind because like the fact that I'm just spending all this money on stuff that I don't need or stuff that I buy because I feel like it's going to make me a better version of myself like um 
Wait, what did I buy? Like I remember I bought uh what was it? Colored contacts because a lot of like K-pop idols wear colored contacts, right? And don't get me wrong, they, like they look cool, okay? Like I love how other people look in them. They are cool and I'm not judging that whatsoever. But for myself, like keep in mind, I was someone who wore contacts for I think a lot of years of my life just because my vision was so bad i had just gotten lasik and here i am looking at colored contacts like i want to wear contacts again um just because like there was this hot asian girl on tiktok who also wore contact colored contacts and she looked hot and i want to look like her so i'm going to buy this despite the fact that i just got lasik to not wear contacts anymore and yeah i'm going to buy them I think I wore them about twice until I realized like I don't like wearing contacts (laughs) like and also I like when I dress up or like for dinner or night out or when I dress up to um, like go out for the day and enjoy my day like wearing contacts was not something I enjoyed doing you know like (laughs) I don't know how to describe it, but like I bought this because I wanted to be like this kind of this type of hot Asian girl, you know, and I feel like a lot of Korean girls, Asian girls, especially understand this because there's always this. I mean, everyone understands like, you know, kind of wanting to be someone else when you're not, et cetera, et cetera. That's a universal feeling. But especially in this context, with the color contacts um there's this type of asian girl in korea who's like very pale is stick thin um and like wears color contacts and has like long luscious hair that's like the vibe that is really idolized i think in korea especially um in other east asian countries as well And I think because I was so maybe bored or I don't know how to describe it because I think I was just not content with the kind of Asian identity that I had. Like I thought that if I kind of looked like the idolized version of a Korean girl um overseas then maybe like i'll be perceived as more attractive or beautiful etc etc and i think maybe that's just largely because like i was still working on like accepting my korean american identity you know like growing up in a white majority neighborhood as you guys all know it was definitely difficult for me to accept that and i don't think i realized like how um discontent i was with my asian american identity until i realized like how much money i was spending on like trying to look like other idealized versions of asian women you know wow that got so introspective and so deep (laughs) i was not expecting that but this is like what comes from like examining your relationship with money you know Anyway, yeah, I bought color contacts because I was just discontent with my Asian American identity 
And obviously now like I've become more accepting of like my skin tone the way it is. Like I don't need to be any paler. I don't need to be any tanner. Like all that. I'm accepting of that as it is. I accept my eyes and the color of my eyes as they are. I accept my hair color the way it is. All this kind of stuff. You know, a lot of self-growth and reflection, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but especially during the pandemic, going back to that, like my shopping habits just got so bad, you know, like I was buying all this stuff that I didn't need, making me hate myself basically and always wanting or always idealizing another version of somebody else and just so much waste, you know, like I don't think I own maybe 70% of the clothes that I bought during that time now, you know, like what, like what a waste, right? I want to be able to spend my money on things that I actually enjoy and I'm actually going to, you know, have and be grateful for. And just like this whole mass consumerism just like really got to me. I also like, recognize that the move from like mass consumerism to minimal minimalism is in part due to like a recession era i don't i remember watching amina lay video on this if you guys don't know her she is a amazing youtuber she's like a video essayist and she um does a lot of content surrounding like fashion history media culture all that kind of stuff very interesting i love her she's the best um but she did talk about how like mass consumerism and minimalism falls into trends with like recession eras and i think that we are in a recession era right now which is why like trends are leaning more minimal but it could also just be because like this is a um what like a response or reaction to just how much consumerism we all did during the pandemic you know like I feel like that's exactly how I feel like I feel like this is like a, you know, like a gut reaction to just like how much I spent uh, in terms of like my money and my time. Cause like I spent a lot of time just like looking shit up on the internet, on shopping websites, adding stuff to my cart, looking through every inch of a shopping website to be like, okay, I've perused all of this uh to make sure like that i have everything that i may want you know in my cart and a lot of times i would click you know place order sometimes i wouldn't but a lot of times i would but just like i just spent so many hours of my life looking stuff up on like what i wanted like looking stuff up that i may want uh finding stuff to want you know oh my gosh finding stuff to want was definitely a big thing you know um like you go on a website you find maybe something that you were looking for but then you're like uh, but i feel like this isn't enough for me like i want to buy more stuff so i end up looking on other sections in the website like under tops or under bottoms or under dresses it's winter time why do i need a dress but i'm going to look under dresses anyway maybe they'll have a sale you know maybe i'll probably need this in the future anyway um i'll definitely have an event coming up where i need a dress so i'm going to look under there anyway so i look under there 
uh, looking under that section and I'm scrolling through, scrolling through. Oh my gosh, like this dress looks really cute. Um, but in the back of my head, I know that I'll never wear that because I don't actually like that cut uh, on me personally, even though I love it on other people. I don't actually like the material on me because it's itchy and I hate wearing itchy things. But for some reason, I have like a, bit, a million itchy things in my closet because I convinced myself I need them. And like, you know, like I will move all these concerns to the back of my head and be like, well, it's on sale or it's a good price or it looks really, really good. And I want to have it because if I have it, then like I'll be ready for a future event that I don't even know is coming up or doesn't even exist. Um, but I'm going to be prepared for this future event anyway. You know, like that whole thought process is what my brain went through and it is it was fucking exhausting you know and it's really easy for other people who don't have a shopping addiction or had one to be like yo what the fuck is wrong with you like just don't buy shit right like don't buy don't look for stuff to buy don't like why are you so obsessed with yourself why are you so uh self-centered like it just seems so superficial, so shallow. Like, don't get me wrong. It definitely is. But, like, it goes way deeper than that. And I don't think it's worth, like, you know, reprimanding other people for having this. Because, like, we do idolize it as a society, right? Like, we do idolize consumerism and wealth and buying stuff and, you know, using that as symbols of success, right? So, like... I don't think it's worth reprimanding other people or ourselves. It's definitely worth talking about on a serious level and, you know, evaluating exactly how it affects each of our lives and possibly working on it from there from like a sympathetic mindset. Because there are so many times where like people have told me or like especially my parents who are like, you need to stop. Like what the, like what are you doing? Like and being a little, I guess like, judgmental about it and like rude and don't get me wrong like from their eyes I'm sure it seems like like you need to stop right but for my eyes it was just like fuck off you know like don't judge my lifestyle don't judge me like this is my life and like I like what I like etc etc but I feel like if I was approached from someone who was actually like hey let's talk about this you know like let's talk about why you buy all these things Let's talk about why you feel the need to spend your money on stuff that you don't need or like the why you need to buy stuff where you feel like you'll be accepted into a sort of community once you do. You know, if I was approached from that kind of angle, I feel like maybe it would have been better. But, you know, all this personal growth and self-improvement, I don't want to say self-improvement because I hate that, um, but just like personal growth, definitely was because I feel like I hit, I, w I don't want to say rock bottom because like I never was in debt. I never actually put like my self in harm. Like I was still, you know, making sure I had everything. Oh, how do I describe it? Just like everything was still running, you know, like everything was still afloat. The, my boat, my life, 
how do I describe? Like my boat is my life, like that metaphor. And my boat was afloat, you know, like everything was running along. I was doing well in school. I could afford food. I could afford um, like going on trips with my friends, like all this kind of stuff. I, but like, it's just that my relationship with money made me spend all my extra money on stuff that I didn't need. I was just like feeling my insecurities and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I especially fell into the trap of um, like perfecting yourself. There's a lot of uh, talk out there. um, A lot of content out there. That's like, if you buy this, your life is going to be changed your life is going to be that much better. And that much better is the difference between you and me because I am living a great life. I'm living a lavish life. My life is all figured out. And you, on the other hand, because you don't have this, you're not living that great life. And this is like especially seen, first off, like in makeup, okay? Because that's uh, that was a big impact. Um, there's always this talk of like, you guys need this blush, you know? This blush makes me look so sun-kissed, makes me look like I have the perfect, rosiest cheeks of all time, and you don't have it, so you're not going to feel this way. And in reality, that blush looks exactly the same as all the other blushes that I own, right? And in makeup, I, speci- I think especially it's so, 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 so easy to fall into that trap. But like even like with furniture, you know, like this nightstand is the best nightstand ever. This nightstand is going to fit in with all of your Pinterest board, mood boards and all that kind of stuff. If you don't have this, you don't have the dream room that you want. You know, they like people would love to inject this idea that like, um, you have to have this like dream room, this dream, everything. And you need to constantly work towards that. Right. And I feel like even now, even after I have had all this like reflection and personal growth, like I still kind of fall into that trap sometimes because I'm moving into my new apartment and I'm like, Oh my God, I need to get all the things that I want to make this room, my ideal room, my perfect room room and i almost like fell into the trap of again like buying stuff that i first of all i haven't even seen my apartment yet in person you know but like i'm already thinking of all the stuff that i'm going to buy that i'm going to put in there so that it'll look like the pinterest mood board that i created for this instead of me actually spending some time in my new apartment first and looking and seeing what I'm missing, you know, and what I think will actually add value to this room and my life. Instead of doing that, I'm just, I, I was like, you know, browsing all like the furniture websites and all kind of stuff in Facebook marketplace and like seeing like, Oh, should I get this right now and have it ready? And so that when I move in like right away, like that room is going to be perfect. Like that's just, not how life works because you know cultivating a space that you really enjoy takes time first of all and second of all like this whole idea of like you're going to create the perfect room perfect face perfect body just by buying all these things 
is just so false, you know? I think we all know this, but, like, we, I think, kind of hope for that, like, you know, that wish or, you know, that, that, that one item is going to change everything, you know? And sometimes it does, right? Because sometimes we do buy stuff that actually does fit into our life, one, that actually we really enjoy and really like to look at or something. Like, I remember there was this one, um, oh man, what, what was it? Oh yeah, um, it was just like these pair of jeans, okay? I've I've been looking for a good pair of jeans for so long, okay? And you guys know that looking for a pair of jeans that is perfect for you is fucking hard, okay? <laughs> it is hard, you know, because it's like about the wash, it's about the fit, it's about the length, it's about the longevity, you know, it's about the brand. It's all, it's like all these different factors and... I was looking for the perfect pair of jeans for a long, long, long time, but I held out. I didn't buy some pair of jeans that I only half-heartedly or even 80% enjoyed. I waited until I found the pair of jeans that I actually really, really wanted, and now I wear those jeans literally all the time, even when I shouldn't, and they are amazing. And sometimes one of those like these kind of purchases that maybe you maybe fixate on for a little bit they actually are worth it you know because now I actually enjoy wearing jeans and I enjoy how I look in them I enjoy how they feel all that kind of stuff sometimes like that an item like that does make your life better right because now I don't have to think about like like what kind of pants do I wear this outfit I don't want to wear the other jeans that I have because I don't like them and I don't feel as good in them now I have a pair of jeans that I do like and I feel confident in and you know it's not confidence based on like someone my idealization of someone else um but just like confidence in that I like these jeans they're good for me and I think they look good you know so like again, I feel like we are all kind of maybe chasing that. Like we think that items like that are all the items that we buy are going to be like that, but they end up not being because one, maybe we don't really actually think it through Two, like it's an impulse. Three, we convince ourselves that it is something we need and like is going to change our lives when in reality it's not, you know, and it all falls into that like perfectionist mindset because we're like this item is going to make things perfect for me this item is going to make this perfect vanity this item is going to make the perfect skincare routine this item is going to make the perfect closet like all the kind of stuff and it's exhausting like having to feel like you need to perfect every part of your life is exhausting and I'm saying this as a like a recovering perfectionist (laughs) I feel like I still am a perfectionist in many ways um, but I'm definitely working on this, especially because perfectionism is great in terms of like, you know, you want to work hard, you want to do your best and all this kind of stuff. But it definitely has its cons when it's based off of insecurities. Like you're being a perfectionist because you're afraid of failing, afraid of 
being perceived as bad, being perceived as not as good, being perceived as, you know, not as popular, all that kind of stuff. So this is just like my take on my relationship with money and like my shopping addictions in the past and I'm still working on them because it's not easy to change your whole mindset on like your relationship with money you know and like change your whole mindset on how you spend your money and your time you know and I think I just wanted to talk about it because it is a big part of my life and I just want to talk about it because I think we all need to be more aware of it and like not be so ashamed of it as well because it is something worth talking about and it also doesn't help when you're just being reprimanded for it like you kind of need support in the way that like actually fuels personal growth instead of just being closed off and being like fuck you like i'm fine the way that i am i like spending my money the way that i do and we all can we all can spend our money exactly the way we want but if it's in a way that harms your self and like your self-worth or your perception of your self-worth then it's something definitely worth worth talking about you know and I also wanted to kind of, I guess, give tips. I, these tips are all just like stuff that maybe I've learned throughout my life. And I don't know if it's ever going to be helpful to someone else, but I feel like it's definitely worth bringing up because these are just like the stuff that has helped me. And a lot of this is inspired by the YouTube channel, The Financial Diet, and the youtuber hannah louise poston i think is her name these were like my first introduction into just talking about money first of all and talking about my relationship with money and talking about my relationship with overconsumption and i highly recommend checking these channels out um, on youtube because they're just they were good they i would say changed my life in terms of how I perceive money's value in my life, you know? But I would say first off, in terms of just like my budget, you know, on top of managing my budget, I made the decision on like actually listing out what I buy each month, you know? So besides like groceries and, you know, going out to eat and, all that kind of stuff this in terms of the stuff that i buy this like the stuff so like clothes shoes anything like that i would list it out each month like alongside my budget so i remember in like june i went to san francisco and i bought a vest i bought um new sneakers i bought uh oh my gosh what else did i buy i think i bought a perfume I listed all of them out and like I have a spreadsheet where, you know, I make a budget for each month and I look back on each month and I see all the, like the stuff purchases that I've made. Um, so last month it was like the vest and the sneakers and the perfume and the month before that was a dress. The month before that was a skirt 
And I look back on this and I'm like, did these items actually bring value to my life or did I just buy them because of something? Like what first like was an impulse buy? Was it like an idealization buy? Was it a buy because I was, I felt pressured, you know? And there are definitely some months where I do make those kind of purchases, you know, like impulse buys, idealization buys, all that kind of stuff. But then like I realized like over time, I also ended up just buying stuff that I still genuinely love and use and I think bring value into my life. And, you know, I don't regret those purchases because I still use them and I love them. And, you know, I think they were worth my money. And over time, you know, it's also not like this linear path, right? Like I go through months where I do make those kind of purchases and then some other months I don't and like I kind of fall, fall off the bandwagon there. But the next month I'm right back at it and the next month I'm also right back at it. But maybe the next month I'm not. I'm not really going to reprimand myself for, you know, not making complete linear progress because that I'm human and that's just like how it is and like recovery is i guess recovery even the right word like <laughs> i don't know I, wanna, I don't know if shopping addiction is like pl- should be placed like as badly as like other addictions but i don't know what other else kind of word to u- use for this is so don't don't laugh at me don't <laughs> don't clown me for this okay but anyway the path to like working on this like consumerism in general is not linear so I'm not going to reprimand myself but just like having a visual on like all the stuff that I have bought makes you really grateful for what you have because to be like in in the past like I just kind of bought it and I forgot about it right like I bought it it's in my closet or it's in my um, bathroom it's in my room and I forget that I it was even a new thing you know like even after like the first week it was it became old news you know but now like I look back on like all the the list of stuff that I bought it's like a visual right there and I'm like wow like I just actually only got this a couple months ago and it's been really good for me or hmm I only got this I got this like like only a month ago and I already feel like I'm bored of it you know like maybe it was a purchase that like I didn't really need you know or or I I I think I just got it because of the allure, right? And, you know, it's really good to just kind of evaluate yourself through these purchases and, like, see where your mindset was at, right? And just being like, this is what I thought this time, and I think next time maybe I should do something differently, or maybe next time I should do the same thing I did this time because I did really well this time in terms of my shopping. So I think that is a really good way to kind of work on a shopping addiction. Just laying out a visual of what you've actually bought over the last month, last six months, last year, you know, and just realizing how much stuff you have and how much stuff that you add to your list of things, because we own way more than we think, right? Everyone agrees with this, especially when you move, when you move, you realize how much shit you have. Because when I moved, I thought I didn't have a lot, right? Um, When I moved out of my New York apartment, I was like, I didn't even bring that much in the first place, right? And even with like the whole year of like uh, self-reflection and 
reevaluating my relationship with money, I still had more stuff than I thought. And I still bought more stuff than I thought. So we all have way more stuff than we need. And we have a lot of stuff. And I think just being really aware of that makes you want to buy less, honestly. Next, I would say recognizing that no actual thing is going to be the perfect thing. And I talked about this in like the perfectionist tendency um, section, but there is no perfect moisturizer. There is no perfect sweater. There is no perfect uh, thing. Although I did just talk about how (laughs) I found the perfect pair of jeans, but I mean this in the way of like perfection in the way that, we you know talk about it in our items it's more cultivated okay it's not something that like we look at in one tiktok video it oh it just seems so perfect for them it just seems so perfect in this video it's so it's bound to be perfect in my life right no it's it's not really like that um Perfection in that sense is cultivated because we choose to use it in our lives. We choose to appreciate, you know, the benefits of this product, Um, especially even with my jeans, you know, like the first week I was like, "Eh, like, was this really it? You know, like, was this the right pair of jeans? But I chose to you know, create outfits that I liked with it. I chose to appreciate what it brought to my confidence and like how it made my butt look, you know. I chose to, um, what was it? Okay, I'm forgetting my train of thought there. But anyway, I chose to incorporate these pair of jeans into my life on top of the fact that I just liked how they looked in the first place even with that initial week of like, oh, like, was this purchase really it, right? Um, And like this perfection was cultivated, you know? I remember like these pair of jeans were a little loose in the waist, okay? Like a little bit loose. And I was like, well, that's fine. I'll just uh, wear a belt, you know? And then because of that, like I wear those jeans all the time. Again, like just actually using your stuff and like finding ways to use it makes it, you know, quote unquote perfect. Okay. But there's no thing where it's like you buy it. It's like immediately going to be perfect, you know, because somebody somebody else in a TikTok said that it was going to be perfect, you know. And we all see that with like people who, you know, buy uh, makeup recommendations on TikTok. Don't get me wrong. Like some products are great. And some products work really well for someone, but like, m- like a lot of the times I also don't, you know, you have to understand yourself better in order to find items that are actually going to bring value into your life instead of depending on other people to say like, oh, this is really good. This is perfect. And then taking that at face value and thinking that it's going to change your life. That's just like all that I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> um, Third thing I would say is making a wait list or a wish list wait list. Wish list? Wish list wait list? I call it a wish list wait list or a wait list wish list. This is not the fucking point. 
<laughs> anyway, it's just a list where you list out all the stuff that you want to buy. Okay, so I see something on Pinterest. I like it. I put it on my wish list. I see now. I see something on Instagram from an influencer. Influencer is wearing the skirt. I like it. I put it on my wish list. Uh, nine times out of ten, I forget about those items within a week. Um, some items I think about for a long time and I still don't buy them. And a year later, I'm like, yeah, I'm really glad I didn't buy that. Right. Uh, it's just like, and I, people have talked about this a lot. Um, this is not something unique to me whatsoever, but just like delaying the gratification, delaying the impulse buy, delaying that you just kind of realize that it was just all about the allure and like, you don't actually need it in your life it's just something that you like liked and it's okay to like things right it's okay to be enamored by this really beautiful dress right but we don't need to have it is what i'm saying and i think just like delaying that purchase changes everything and being able to delay that makes you really actually evaluate like if you want it and like if you actually are wanting it for the right reasons if instead of just it being there because it's there and this is especially especially prevalent when there's like sales because we're like oh my gosh a sales ending i'm never going to find that anything like this again i need to have it i need to have it and then i guarantee you like it's still going to be there first of all or three months later you find something that's like the exact same thing somewhere else it's like it's there's <laughs> Especially in this society where people are constantly making stuff and like uh, putting stuff out there for people to purchase, like there's, I don't think there's ever going to be a lack of abundance of stuff, you know, even with like luxury, luxury like bags or anything like that. People are making dupes out there anyway, you know. Not saying like we shouldn't endorse just buying dupes of stuff <laughs> all the time, um, but you know, I'm just saying there isn't a lack of abundance. Okay. On top of that, I would also say like, we don't need to stock up on things. This like really is more like about me because I had this like scarcity mindset all the time where like, I am never going to get to buy something like this again. So I need to buy all of it now or um something's on sale right now and it's something that i use currently but i'm like a little bit low on it like i'm maybe like three quarters of the way through i should stock up on this and buy this now because it's on sale and lo and behold like i don't actually finish that container of something until like six months later and by that point i don't really like it as much as i thought i would and i, I kind of want to buy like a different kind of lotion or a different kind of moisturizer or a different kind of uh face cleanser or whatever it was and the stuff and the containers that i stocked up on i don't know what to do with them now because i don't really want them you know like i think we underestimate how much we change and like how much our tastes change and also how much time it takes or sorry we no yeah underestimate how much time it takes to actually finish something you know finish a container finish um was it yeah no, no no container container that's what i meant um we underestimate that all the time because we feel like there's this scarcity of stuff 
but like we change all the time our wants change all the time and we don't constantly need to feel like we need to have it all ready to go all the time. <laughs> like, it's okay. <laughs> I feel like it especially got a little worse with um, like places like Costco and all the kind of stuff where you can buy things in bulk. Don't get me wrong. Buying things in bulk can be great. There are definitely pros to that. Um, but I think in terms of other things, it makes people feel like they need to have a stock of everything, you know, or else like they're not going to be prepared. They're not going to they're going to run out and they're not going to know what to do with our, their lives. But nine times out of ten, like when you run out of something like you're just going to go buy it, you'll maybe you'll spend a day like not having it. But like we adapt, you know, like we are more adaptable than we think we don't need to have all the stuff that we think we need at all times you know i remember there was this um oh what was it there was this one lotion or moisturizer that i was like this is my ride or die i need this at all times and i remember that i just like didn't get around to stocking up on it um as i typically did in the past and I eventually had to go a couple days without it. And I was in those couple days, I just ended up using another moisturizer and I was like, oh, this one's good too. And I just like realized I was like, oh, I don't need this one single product, you know, like this. I think it also like talks about or comments on just like brand loyalty or like the need to have a certain brand as well, because I also was like, oh, I need this specific moisturizer because you know, it's from this brand and I really like this brand and they just have good stuff and I like how it looks on my vanity. But like, you know, the days that I didn't have it, I didn't particularly miss it, you know? I think it just goes to show like the amount of pull that these companies have on our mental psyches, you know, and just like the way that we think about the stuff that we need or think we need and all that kind of stuff. So again going back to there is no lack of abundance here there will there's just so much there's too much stuff right now in the society that i just really don't think there's lack of abundance okay last thing i will say is one thing that i, I really really had to tell myself a lot to like work on my personal growth with shopping addiction is I don't need to look and be perfect all the time. You know, I don't need to optimize everything. And I've talked about this before in the past, like with perfectionist or productivity um, and how, when, and then when bec productivity becomes toxic, you know, because product, product, oh my God, I can't talk. Productivity becomes toxic when we are just trying to optimize every single part of our lives to the point where we're, just on this hamster wheel of productivity and we're trying to act as if we're machines, but like we're not, you know, we're human. And I think another part of this is that like I bought a lot of stuff because I felt like I needed to look and be perfect all the time. So like even with loungewear, okay, I remember during the pandemic, there was this big push for like 
neutral loungewear, athleisure, looking really cool, really classy. And I fell for that. I was like, yeah, you're right. Even when I'm lounging, I need to look good, you know? Um, I don't wear any of the sweatsuits that I bought back then. I don't. <laughs> I think I wear about like one or two of the sweatpants that I bought that I actually really enjoy still now, you know? Um, and I don't even wear them with at the or with the intended use that they were originally had which was in a matching set in um with like a really cute lululemon bra with a you know like really cute white chunky sneakers and like all that kind of stuff like i don't even wear it like that anymore like i just wear with a random t-shirt or a random top or a random bra or anything like that and it's also it also affected maybe like um what was it no i lost my train of thought there as well anyway it was just like this notion of i need to look good i need to be perceived as perfect all the time and i can achieve that by buying stuff that'll make me look like that because other people when other people put it on I, you know, admire their sense of style or their sense of taste. But in reality, like I buy these things and I don't actually need them and I don't actually end up using them for longer than three months. And that's that. And I just kept looking for like the next best best thing to be perceived as someone with taste or be perceived as someone who looks good, you know, and let me tell you, like, it's exhausting. It is fucking exhausting trying to look and be perfect all the time. So I really recommend not doing that. And also nobody cares. Like people buy all this stuff being like, okay, finally I'll, look, I'll feel like someone who has taste or some people are going to look at me as someone who's cool or people are going to look at me as if I have, you know, really good style. And don't get me wrong, there's definitely people out there who like maybe take notice of your outfit, but like you are 0.01 seconds of their day, you know? Like they don't give a fuck about you. That's all I'm saying. No one actually cares. People like I admire people's style on the street all the time, but do I think about them longer than a minute? No. I am thinking about my own life. I'm thinking about like what's happening in my day and in the end, like they're just another person on the street and you know they look good and i admire that but that's that you know and i don't really place much emphasis or importance of them into my life and people do the same with me like people look at me and i'm sure don't think much about me but you know that's just like how life is because there's just so many humans on this earth okay that's all i have <laughs> I talked a lot today, Jesus. But I think it's I think it's really important. I think that we all need to talk about this a lot more and I'm really glad that I talked about it now and I'm like I said I'm still working on it. Like there's definitely days where I'm still looking at other people's style and I'm like, "Oh shit, like I need to get that one skirt or else I'm going to look like a fucking goon." Um but we're working on it and I hope that whoever else may be in the same boat as I am is also working on it 
and Alton wants to work on it because it's a sad reality if we tire value with our money all the time you know that's all i'm saying i don't have anything else to say if you guys have questions or want to share your experiences with your relationship with money feel please feel free to do so in the uh, q a box in this episode besides that i'm having a great week y'all I'm starting med school next week, which is crazy and I'm nervous and excited, but I'm ready to go and yeah, have a great rest of your week guys. Bye.